It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. March Madness, guys. Holy smokes. First time ever in the history of the tournament that a number one seed has not advanced to the Elite Eight. Can we just, can we marinate in that for a minute? Um, man, w- would love to hear about your brackets, 800-919-3776. Uh, were you one of the very few who did not have a one seed advancing to the Elite Eight? Uh, if you if you did, I, I want to meet you. <laughs> I, I do. I want to meet you. Man, uh, what, what a tournament this has been. It really has been unbelievable. So fun, so exciting. And, uh, and, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that it only continues, right? So where do we stand right now? Let's, let's recap. Um, and by the way, Jimmy Patsos, uh, former head coach of Siena, uh, as well as Marist and, uh, and was, uh, Gary Williams, right-hand man for all those years that Maryland, the Terrapins were a force to be reckoned with. So excited to get Jimmy Patsos on the show with us. He's going to be joining us in about 27 minutes. Um, we'll talk about the tournament, his picks, his plays. We'll look big picture. Who does he like uh, to win? Also, we'll talk some NBA with him as we are getting closer, of course, to uh, the postseason and what does that mean for the Knicks and how they can compete and contend in the East. So uh, so we'll dive into all that. We'll have a lot of NBA talk and NCAA talk with Jimmy Patsos. Also, uh, we'll hear from Christian Winfield, who covers the Nets. Uh, they're playing uh, the Miami Heat later on today. So where do they stand right now? They're on the outside now looking in. No surprise there, uh, considering KD, Kyrie, and, and uh, Harden are gone. Ben Simmons now, the latest. He's dealing with some type of back pinch nerve issue. Do we want to call it sciatic? I, I don't know. Um, regardless, get rid of him. Um, that's how I feel. So uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk some Nets. We'll talk some Knicks. Also, we'll talk a lot about... The, the Jets and what's going on is uh, I'm sure Jets fans are just waiting anxiously uh, to potentially hopefully hear the news about Aaron Rodgers. But I think we need to get into a, a deeper conversation in regard to what it's going to take to get Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, and is it worth it for one year? We'll get into all of it. I'll, I'll, I'm going to paint. I'm going to paint both sides. Right. We'll, we'll do we'll do a pros and cons. In regard to getting Aaron Rodgers, what it will cost, allegedly, what's being reported, what it will cost the Jets to bring him in and get him, and what our realistic expectations are for him and the Jets this season. So we'll dive into that, and of course, it's Saturday, we've got a full show with you until 3 o'clock, which means uh, Joe Wiz will be jumping on with us around 2.30 this afternoon with his picks and his plays. Phone lines are open throughout the show, you know me, I love the caller interaction, so get on board, 800-919-3776. I'd love to hear from you. But, uh, but I, I do want to start with what's going on in, uh, in, in the March Madness tournament. So where do we stand right now? So last night, uh, we had quite a few games, obviously, that took place. San Diego State upset Alabama. So now they advance uh, to the Elite Eight. Creighton beat Princeton. No surprise there, at least not for me. Uh, now, full disclosure, I had San Diego State plus seven, plus seven and a half. 
I still thought Alabama was going to win. Sure enough, that's not what happened. San Diego State advanced. Their defense is just uber good and really good. And, and why I liked San Diego State getting the, the, the seven, seven and a half is because their three-point defense is just excellent. And that's where Alabama really made their money. That was the wheelhouse for Alabama. So I just felt it was a good defensive matchup for San Diego State just to keep it close. Uh, I did not expect them, of course, to, uh, to upset and uh, take the number one seed, Alabama, out of the equation. Um, I actually had Alabama and Creighton meeting in the Elite Eight, and in half of my brackets, Alabama advancing, half of my brackets, Creighton advancing. So obviously, I'm rooting for Creighton here, and I do believe uh, that they will win uh, against San Diego State, but only time will tell. Of course, we've got the Elite Eight that's happening two games tonight and then two games tomorrow afternoon and early evening. Uh, and then, of course, the other game that took place yesterday, Miami took care of Houston. So Houston now is out. So a number, another number one seed eliminated last night, the Canes. And full disclosure, I'll go back to uh, the first round of March Madness, and I had Drake beating University of Miami. I did not like the way the University of Miami looked coming into this tournament. They lost to Duke in the ACC Tournament Championship, and they just were not firing on all cylinders coming into uh, this, uh, this tournament. But boy, have they looked great. Uh, taking care of Drake handedly, uh, beating Indiana, and now beating the number one seed in Houston. So now they're they're sitting there, and they're taking on a Texas team that looked absolutely fantastic against Xavier. So, um, so in the Midwest, you've got Miami going up against Texas. That's going to be a good one. Uh, in the South, you've got San Diego State going up against Creighton. That should be an exciting one as well. And then, of course, uh, the game and results that happened the night before, um, you have uh, Kansas State. They beat Michigan State, so now they advance, and they, they're taking on FAU. How about FAU? Is, is FAU defeating Tennessee? Prob- you know, And not to take anything away from San Diego State beating Alabama, not to take anything away from Miami beating Houston, but could FAU really be the, the biggest surprise here in this tournament? Uh, they very well could be right beating Memphis and then um and then FDU okay uh, you know understandably so nobody was expecting FDU of course to upset Purdue uh, but uh, FAU beating Tennessee I had Tennessee coming out of this bracket so maybe that's a big reason why so now you got FAU going up against Kansas State and what an exciting story it is with Kansas State because uh you know their their best player um, is is from Harlem, of course. We're talking about Noel, and he's been putting on an absolute show. Could you imagine? Could we just marinate in this for a minute? And by the way, we've got uh, we've got Harvey and Joe who are producing the show this afternoon. Gentlemen, gentlemen, good good afternoon. Welcome in. Uh, let, let's just marinate for uh, for this uh, on this for a minute, and that is Noel, born and raised in Harlem. Imagine growing up playing pickup basketball in the streets in, of of Harlem. Um, getting a, a scholarship, going away to college, and then and then that dream coming full circle to participate in the NCAA tournament, let alone get in, let alone advance to the Elite Eight, let alone playing at the Garden, where you would imagine he grew up going and watching Knicks play as often as, as, as he could get tickets, right? Like, just, just imagine what, like, to me, that's beyond a bucket list, right? Wouldn't you imagine it, it's beyond a bucket list? 
it's storybook almost, right? Like you can't you can't write it. If if Mm-mm. you know you handed that script to somebody in Hollywood, they'd be like, ah, no, Kansas State, no, not 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 a uh, that it's not good enough. It's not realistic enough. Yeah, yeah, it's not Duke. It's not UNC, right? So, and and it just so and 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 it just so happened the way the cookie crumbled and the way it fell in regards to you know Kansas State getting getting their seed um and and the region that they fell into and then making their way to the elite eight it, it's 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 really you know i didn't have by the i did not have kansas state beating kentucky and i and i had michigan state advancing here i had michigan state in the elite eight so i didn't even expect kansas state to be here so it's just you know the the universe works in mysterious ways and um, and I'm I'm probably I'm more excited about that game, Kansas State and FAU later on today, uh, than probably any of these other games. Even though one could argue that UConn and Gonzaga more than likely is going to be the best matchup. And so that takes us to the West. Uh, this is the matchup. This is this is the this is the only bracket I got it right, by the way. Um, and and that is UConn going up against Gonzaga. Gonzaga looking great against UCLA. Offensively put on a show. Drew Timmy is just, he's so funny. Isn't Drew, well, let me ask you guys. Do you guys, do you guys play pickup basketball? Do you guys like go to the park and play pickup basketball? Is that something you guys do? I haven't in a lot, probably since COVID, I haven't gone down to the Y and played pickup. But before, before the pandemic, uh, I was a pickup basketball player. Yes. So what about you, Harvey? I used to way back then, but I was like, like the worst. I mean, I could. You were last picked. Nobody picked you. Nobody Not only was I last pick, I think I was last last pick. I'm, I think somebody that nobody was walking past me, you. somebody that was walking so, past me one time, got picked before me. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. You, it's, it sounds like you need a hug, Harvey. No, um, I'm, I'm totally fine. I made up for it. So, so in college, I went to University of South Florida in Tampa, and I dated a college. I, I dated a basketball player um, who played for the University of South Florida, and so, you know him and I would spend a lot of time playing basketball and we, we'd go, you know, we'd go to like, you know, the university courts and we'd play pickup basketball and he'd always be like, Hey, she's with me, whatever team I play on, it's, it's us. So need to make sure that like you have room for two. And so for three years of my college career, the majority of the time we would go, we would play, we would go and we would play pickup basketball. So I, I, you know, I, I play some from like college all the way through, I graduated college. I went back to, believe it or not, I went back home. I, I lived with my mom. I lived with Mama Mimi. I waitressed. I interned at a CBS TV station. And that's how I kind of like, um, you know, got my roots into the industry. But any 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 part-time that I was able to, any, not part-time, but any free time I had, I would go to the University of Miami and the University of Miami has these basketball courts by the Mahomey dorms. It's called Mahomey dorms. And, uh, and I play basketball till one, two, three o'clock in the morning, pick up basketball. So I, I mean, I, like from college all the way through, I want to say my mid to late twenties, I played a ton of pickup basketball. My friends would go out on South beach. I made sure I was home by like midnight, one o'clock because I woke up at six 30 in the morning. Cause I wanted to be the first on the court. Cause I want to be the first 10 with the run. So I played a ton of pickup basketball. And, and so where I'm going with this is like Drew Timmy to me, doesn't he look like one of those dudes where you, you know, you go to the playground, you go to the courts, you're there and like, he doesn't look uber athletic. 
You know, he's not like, he's not like, he's not like, you know, he's got a dad bod. Okay. He's got a dad bod, but man, that dude could ball. So he's always the first pick. Doesn't look it. Doesn't look the part. Right. But he's that guy that you're like, yeah, you know what? I got Drew. I got Timmy. Right. Doesn't he, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't he remind you of those, you know, the guys that that you play pickup basketball with at the park sometimes again, like just doesn't look like would be a really great basketball player, but dude cabal. Does he not remind you of that? He's one of those. Yeah. He's, he's the guy that, you know, the first two shots he, he takes, you're sagging off of him. He's like, no, there's no way he can make that. And then he makes it <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. I got to play. I, I yeah. this guy actually can play and I got to play defense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I just, I, I don't know about you. I love Drew Timmy. I, I, I think he's fantastic. Uh, and, and, and I love watching him play. And could you imagine if this is the year that is, if this is the year that Gonzaga makes it to the championship, let alone wins the championship when they're not the number one seed, the last two years, it was all Gonzaga, right? Gonzaga, not only were they the number one seed, but the number one team overall. And then now here they are um, beating UCLA. I think they've got a, a tough game against UConn. We'll see what happens. I, I, I don't, I really don't have true conviction here in regard to who wins this. UConn has just looked so great. A part of me is leading that UConn, leaning towards UConn winning, but I, I think this is going to, I think UConn and Gonzaga is going to be the best matchup of the elite eight. I'm, I'm looking more forward to watching Kansas state and FAU just because of all the storylines combined. But I think UConn and Gonzaga is going to be the best game on the slate in regard to the Elite Eight. What say you? 800-919-3776. Let's talk some March Madness. Getting you ready for uh, the Elite Eight tonight and, of course, tomorrow afternoon. And then what happens? Uh, These guys got uh, quite a bit of time off getting ready for the Final Four. They head to Houston. And, And that's another thing. What a bummer, guys, right? Houston, number one seed. Could, if, if they just could have taken care of business, they would have been going back home. That, that's, like, that's like the Tampa Bay Bucks playing the Super Bowl in Tampa, right? And, and they just they, they couldn't fit the bill. They could not get the deal done. So, uh, so Houston loses to Miami, and now um, the Final Four will be heading to Houston and, and, of course, the championship. So the Final Four will be, be played next Saturday, and then, of course, the championship will play will be played on that following Monday at like. And by the way, guys, it's like nine thirty at night. <laughs> I never, I don't understand that. I, I mean, I get it. It's because you want the West Coast folks to tune in. You want to give them ample time to finish work, get home, get comfy, order whatever it is they're going to eat, or make whatever it is they're going to eat, and then relax and be able to watch the championship. But, but nonetheless, uh, it's just that night. It's just it's so late. It's just so to me, it's just so ridiculous. But anyway, 800-919-3776. We come back. We'll take your calls. Also, Jimmy Patsos, uh, former head coach of Siena Marist and, uh, and and was a really vital part of all the recruiting that went down with the University of Maryland when Gary Williams was there. He'll be joining us as well at 1230. That's appointment radio for sure. Uh, we'll talk some Knicks, Nets. We'll get you up to speed on what's going on with the Jets. I want to have a serious conversation in regards to the Jets and what the, you know, a, um, an executive said um, about the Jets that uh, they are, I'm try, I want to, hold on. I want to use the, the proper word that he used. Hold on. Let me bring this up. Um, so a, a, an executive said that the Jets are, um, intoxicated that's the word 
intoxicated with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's listen, when you are intoxicated with somebody in your life, it leads to making irrational decisions. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay? When you are intoxicated with somebody in your life and in your world, it leads to uh, not the most wise decisions. I'm just throwing that out there. We're going we're to dive into that further uh, in the next three hours. Trust me. Anita Marks with you on this uh, Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We were um, a work in progress all season. We really got to play our best basketball heroes of late. Both Ryan and Tosan played very limited minutes as freshmen. They missed their entire sophomore year. <clears throat> played two years, basically. And so what with this team and with these guys at the helm have been able to do is really historic in a number of different ways. I got to play four years of college basketball at Princeton. These guys played two and a half. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's amazing what they've done. Mitch Henderson, thank you, Harvey. Appreciate it. Harvey and Joe producing the show uh, this afternoon. Uh, Jimmy Pazzo is going to be joining us momentarily. Uh, by the way, uh, let's take a second just to mention what's going on with, uh, with Luis Severino. Um, I- I'm going to read this straight from ESPN.com. Uh, if you're just tuning in, he's dealing with what is, uh, is being described as a low-grade right lat strain, and we'll start the season on the IL, uh, Aaron Boone told reporters today. So uh, he was scratched from his final spring training start and will meet, miss, miss at least the first scheduled regular season start. Um, it's the latest, of course, with the rotation uh, with a, a number, you know, Rondon, uh, Montas as well. And so what, what, are, what are the Yankees going to do? What are the realistic expectations for this Yankees team? More importantly, who's going to play shortstop? <laughs> oh, boy. never a dull moment right I mean think about it we go from hot stove this this offseason right Yankees Mets trying to outdo one another 
making money moves, uh, bringing in big time players, and, 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 and listen, making the right moves. But now here we are just a few days away from opening day, which by the way, are you guys, are you guys going to, uh, are you guys going to an opening day game, whether it's, it's Yankees or Mets, you guys have that scheduled on your, uh, on your game plan. I'll be in the building next Saturday for the Yankees and Giants, and I'm going to Marlins Mets opening day the following Thursday. Oh, fun! Good for you. That's I, so I've been to two Yankee opening days, and so fun. To me, there's not like that. You know, it's interesting. I, I know that there are a number of people who are petitioning for the Monday after the Super Bowl to be a, a holiday. I think I think that I think the Thursday of opening day in Major League Baseball should be a holiday as well, right? What do you, what do you think would be more deserving of a national holiday? I would say the Super Bowl, only because it's the most watched and the most popular social event of the day of the year right. here in America. I mean, we've already we've we publicized this. Well, we want holidays after sporting events. But I've never thought about that. Actually, I think it should be like you know, because this this is a, as people as the kids say, America's pastime. So, uh, I, I I wouldn't mind if if we had a holiday. As the kids say, how old are you, Harvey? You're how old are you? Let's not put that out there. I'm old, but um, I highly doubt that. As the kids, as the kids, as the kids say. say. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't op- opening day in Cincinnati is a a holiday? Schools are out. Businesses aren't open. They want you at Great American Ballpark. So I think that's where the genesis started with, um, I think Barry Larkin was one of the players. Uh, Ozzie Smith, I think, was one of the play- former players that uh, was trying to publicize opening day being a-, a national holiday. I'm all for it. I call it, uh, you know, it's my New Year's is opening day of the baseball season. So It should. It, I- it should I'm be all a- for it, it as well as, you know, the Super Bowl Monday being. Uh, Super Bowl Monday is basically a holiday. 70% of the workforce calls out. Listen, I, I know I know we've we've got a presidential race coming up. Whoever whoever says the first thing I'm going to do in office is make Super Bowl the following Monday after the Super Bowl and Major League Baseball opening day holiday. They have my vote. <laughs> talk about talk about having the power. Uh, by the way, back to Severino. Keep in mind, he missed more than two months last season with the same injury. So uh, which also was described as a low grade strain at that time. So he was scheduled to, uh, to have the second game start. Uh, so he was scheduled to go on, was it their second game on, on third, on Friday or Saturday, something like that. But, uh, obviously he's going to start the season on IR. So I'm sure Yankee fans out there, uh, have to be really, really concerned. Uh, we'll dive into this even further. Um, also just a quick note, I'm on tomorrow morning. Um, I've got David Sampson, former Marlins president joining us on the program tomorrow. I thought it'd be great to book him on the program tomorrow. Take a really deep dive into uh, previewing what's coming up in major league baseball. So uh, great to have him on. And, and so uh, we, we will dive into this as well. I know a few people want to jump on board and talk about this quick break. Uh, we come back. Jimmy Patsos will be joining us next here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Anita Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon. We are in the thick of it. The Elite Eight tonight and tomorrow. This Hoops Update brought to you by... New Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola is here. Born for what's next. Born for a bolder taste. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Born for this. Enjoy responsibly. Without further ado, Jimmy Patsos joins us here on the program. Former head coach at Siena Maris. And, of course, uh, was the straw that stirred the drink at Maryland. Uh, Don't tell Gary Williams that. Jimmy, how you doing? Hey, Gary knows that. Although, you know, he, 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 he and I... We're quite the pair at stirring, of, of stirring the drink between you and I. Okay, we are, we both had our roles in that. Oh, I, I know. King and I love Gary Williams, and he's the man. And I still keep in touch with him. But we got to start with today. It's a melancholy feeling, Anita, because yesterday was twenty was 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 to the day when we beat Stanford to go to our first NCAA. And then we beat Karan Butler to go to our second NCAA Final Four. Two Final Fours we went to. And yesterday was the anniversary of that. So it's kind of weird. But I felt for a lot of these teams, Anita, today's a really interesting day for everybody because there's always two games being played up until today. Like sometimes there's four, of course, but there's only two at a time in an arena, the Man TV arena. Today will be the first team. The two teams will be warming up. There will only be two sets of fans in there. When the game's over, someone's going home and someone's going to the like highlight of their life, Final Four, and the other guys are just ending. But it's kind of weird, you know. You're starting to see there's only you know there's only four teams left in today's bracket. You know, two games to go to the Final Four tomorrow. There's only four teams left. Princeton's home. The two number ones are home, and that's why I thought yesterday in the women's game, Kim Melky with those fantastic outfits, by the way, I like her. She's cool. But to see them survive on a missed free throw by Utah realizing that now when you go home, it's really over. The first weekend, everybody's kind of mismatched. The second weekend, when you go home, it really feels it. And then there's only going to be four left. You know, the CBI's over, Charlotte won. There's a couple teams in the NIT, but really it's all about March Madness, both men's and women's. But this is the elimination weekend, and it's going to be a lonely feeling for a lot of teams while the four teams are going to be totally exuberant on Monday. All right, well, let's, let's a few things to dive into, all right? And, and first things first, this is the first year that a one seed did not make it to the Elite Eight. So marinating in that, how surprising is that to you this season, Jimmy? I would say this is probably the least surprising year ever. We've all been saying it was wide open, Anita. You know how this is. The odds makers have known it's been wide open. I had shock yesterday. I, I, I did not think, you know, the Kansas thing was interesting with Bill Self. But Houston, Sasser's back. 
you know, playing defense. They shut down Auburn in the second in the second half. So you think that's fine? You know, you go to Alabama. I was there in Birmingham here for two days. I watched them play. I watched them practice. They are a really deep team. Everybody's fine. They seem the, the Miller thing seemed to be dissipating. It was all basketball. So they got thoroughly deep, both of them. San Diego State's athletic. And Miami and Jim Laranega, his cheerleading and how he prepares his team. Bill Courtney, who should get the head job at George Mason, in my opinion, is his assistant there in Miami. And these guys have – Miami's just played loose and good. And Isaiah Wong's awesome. He's trying to play himself into the pros. But they were there last year. You know, they went to the Elite Eight last year in Chicago. I was out there. My friend Chris Caputo, who's the coach at GW. He was the assistant in Miami. I was out there. So Miami's all of a sudden the dynasty of the – ACC, whether you like it or not. And it's going to get us into this. I mean, you know where I'm going. Having a lot of teams make the tourney doesn't matter quite as much as who's left playing in the Elite Eights in the, in the, in the Final Four. So the ACC, they talk SEC, they talk Big 12, they talk all that stuff. The Big 12's doing fine in the Big 10. There's the ACC with Miami again, you know. Miami's there again. You know, last year, Duke and Carolina went to the Final Four. So while the bottom of the conference might be bad, they're really strong. Those two number ones, San Diego State, Dutcher can coach. That Mountain West got four teams in for a reason. Ryan Owens a buddy of mine, Utah State. Like, they're really good. And, like, even the women's game is starting to have a little bit of parity. Why? Transfer portal, NIL, extra year COVID, people are over, older. You know, Princeton had an older team, and that's why we like Florida Atlantic today. Well, let's, let's start right there. Okay, because uh, I know we're jumping all over the place. Again, Jimmy Pazzo is joining us here no, on 90.7. Well, I got a little time today, so. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Pazzo is joining us here and on 90.7 ESPN. My favorite. <laughs> all right, so so later on tonight, 6 o'clock, um, you've got FAU going up against Kansas State, and uh, Kansas State favored by two. The over-under is 144. Um, you know, Noel has been absolutely unbelievable for Kansas State. And, and we were talking about it when we started the show, Jimmy, right? Like, young guy, five foot eight, growing up in Harlem, his probably childhood dream was to play at the Garden. And sure enough, it's happened. Uh, like, I just, I don't want to bet against this guy. But you look at FAU, and you look at what they've been able to do, and man, uh, they are a fiery team. Who do, who do you have advancing out of Kansas State and FAU today? It's almost too good of a Cinderella story. Marquise, everybody knows him up here in Harlem, just how he's playing, get that many assists, scoring. I really like what the K-State coach is doing. He's been great. You know, he's a guy that finally got his chance. He was a high school coach, went to a small old school. I got Florida Atlantic. I just have a funny feeling. I thought whoever won Florida Atlantic and Memphis could go to the Final Four, and I was correct. It's Florida Atlantic, though. You know, they beat Memphis. It was a close game. That was the first eight nine matchup. I didn't like that region. You know, the West was packed with Gonzaga and Kansas and UCLA and UConn and shouldn't even be a four. They should be a two or a three after what they did all year. I got FAU. I just think they can keep scoring. Kansas State's been great. They like to play fast, both of them. But sometimes Kansas State is a little bit turnover. They're turnover prone, okay? And they'll make some mistakes. And everything went right for for Kansas State. Everything's gone pretty much right this whole tournament. I want to see what happens when things go wrong. Florida Atlantic State from adversity. Tennessee had them down. I just have a feeling Dusty Mays and them. I, look, I'm a mid-major guy because I spent 14 years there. I went to the NCAA. I won the CBI at CNN. I went to the NCAA at, Mal, at Loyola Maryland. It's hard. It's one good league. But 
Wichita State has done it. George Mason's done it. VCU's done it. I just think it's time again. And, and my, my gut says, my feel says, this isn't the analytics that Florida Atlantic wins today because everything's been going so well for Kansas State. It's almost too set up for them to play that way. And while Kansas State plays at a frenetic pace, Florida Atlantic can score too. Davis is really good, and they can take their time. And that league there when UAB and all those teams and North Texas, that's a tough league. They're more prepared than you think. This isn't Princeton didn't, couldn't really do it against Creighton. You saw the size difference in the first 10 minutes. You know, you saw that they were just better team Creighton. Florida Atlantic's ready to go. I'm a Florida Atlantic today. Uh, game number two later on tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, UConn going up against Gonzaga. To me, this might be one of the best games. UConn favored by two. Who do you like here? You know, when we watched, when we beat Kalon Butler and Jim Calhoun and, and Okafor and all those guys, in Syracuse in 2002, there's a Jim Calhoun had said whoever wins this Elite Eight team is going to win the Final Four. Yeah, he meant it. Cron Butler tells the story. Cron Butler, great guy. I, I said Cron Butler couldn't shoot. He should play zone. He had five threes and he was in the NBA next day. So I don't get him all right, that's for sure. And I had shock yesterday. So I'd probably go against him about to say here. But whoever wins Gonzaga and UConn, UConn, I think he's going to win the national title. I believe that today. And I don't know. UConn. Sonoga, he was unbelievable. I was in Albany watched him play St. Mary's in person. And it's different when you watch on TV and in person. You can still get a lot off TV, but in person you really feel it. Andre Jackson's like the unsung hero for UConn. Defensive passes, scores on out-of-bounds plays. Hawkins is shooting them all well. They've got a lot of players, but they got a big guy that no one else has. And Drew Timmy's really played at a high level. Drew Timmy, like Kansas State, has almost had such a miracle run. He couldn't. Having 37 points against UCLA just carrying them when he needed to. I was at the Combine when Drew Timmy decided not to come back to the NBA and said, I want to go play for Jagger. It's his time. We got two more is gone. Kispert's gone. Suggs is gone. Holgram's gone. It's Drew Timmy's team. And they hit a miracle shot right there. It's too bad they get some more games to go. I don't know. I just have a coin flip on this. I think UConn's size and the whole UConn Mystique is back. You know, UConn in the Big East has really changed. Now we got Patina. By the way, congrats to Keith, Keith Ergo. So well-deserving in Florida. Patino going over to St. John's. Iona hiring Tobin Anderson. Like, things are really clicking around here in the city. Well, UConn's kind of part of that. UConn's base is like right over the river, and they have a huge following, and they've loved Madison Square Garden. Ever since I've been come back to the Big East early and and he's got a really good staff and Luke Murray and all these other guys that are there. Kamani and those guys that know really well. Tom Moore, who's a Quinnipiac. They have that thing back to where Calhoun had it. It's the right leader with the right staff, with the right players. I just think it's UConn's destiny time. And I actually didn't, I did not pick them at all. They didn't play well for a stretch this year, but I got UConn winning this game and UConn winning the final four. Interesting. Um, so I, I had Tennessee coming out of the East. Uh, my brackets, 50-50, UConn and Gonzaga. I love Tennessee. Love Tennessee. They keep scoring us. Um, so so, so I, I don't, I, I don't have a dog on your other spot. side? Give me your other side. So, you don't have anybody uh, 50, left? 50-50, UConn and Gonzaga coming out of the West. I had Houston yep. coming out of the Midwest. Yep. And I, I, I have Creighton coming yep. out of the South. So I, I'm alive what in the South. I'm alive in the West. Yeah. You're, yeah, I you're like Creighton a lot. Okay, Creighton thing. God loves Willis Reed. Everyone forgets he was a Creighton. And once you visited Omaha, you realize how great it is. 
McDermott's done a really good job. And he caught heat a couple of years ago. Some things happened. They didn't play well in the Big East tournament. There was a bunch of off-the-court stuff. I don't know what it was, but it wasn't good. He's rebounding well. He's got a really balanced team. But his big guy's good, too. Now, his big guy could kind of handle. He's not as big as Sonova. He's not as big as Sonova from UConn. But he's big and tall and long. And he handled Princeton had no answer for him, especially when he was making jump shots. So, good to you with Creighton. And that's a solid bet because if they, San Diego State's feisty. They play defense. They're more physical than you think. But Creighton, good to you. What about an all-day East final? Creighton and UConn, huh? How about that? Um, okay, so so really quick, so we got we we know that you know where you're at in, in regard to today's games. Tomorrow, we do have Creighton going against San Diego State. Creighton is favored by one and a half. You know, t- talk about the the fact that San Diego State has a, a lot more you know uh, a lot more age and and experience on their side. You know, how, how 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 far how much does that weigh? How far will that go for San Diego State going up against a Creighton team that has very few, if any, seniors? You know, that's a great question, Anita, and that's a question for the whole tournament. Look, first of all, if you're an older person, you're smart enough to realize San Diego State might be a good place to be when you're 23 or 24, okay? Second of all, San Diego State is the best attendance in California. It's not Poly Pavilion, it's not USC, it's certainly not Cal and Stanford because they've kind of given up on basketball out there. But these guys, it's not Fresno, it's not these, it's not St. Mary's because it's too small. It's not even close. San Diego State Dutcher, thanks to Steve Fisher, has turned it into a juggernaut. When Steve Fisher left after the Fab Five, they weren't even getting 2,000 people. It's packed, Cox Pavilion, can't get in there, okay? They've turned this into a juggernaut. It's for older guys. But remember, Anita, we have one more year of COVID, possibly two, with COVID-related fifth years. And this gives you some older kids. And that Mountain West, Utah State has older kids because of the Mormon mission. Okay, New Mexico has Richard Petino. They couldn't even make the tournament after a fast start. Nevada's really good. Boise State. And there's less places to go. The Pump 12 has lost its luster. Don't get me wrong, like the ACC. UCLA, Arizona, awesome. Curly did a good job at Arizona State. Enfield made his run at USC. He's got Mobley at Cleveland, Cavaliers, and we'll see if they can keep it going. But the Midwest, the Mountain West Conference overall, and the West Coast Conference in the same years and embedded, they challenge. So these older guys go, I don't want to go to Oregon State and live there. I'd rather live in Boise, which is a great place. I'd rather live in San Diego State, which is a, maybe UNLV. They've captured this good audience for basketball. They haven't done it yet in football. I know that Colorado State. With David Rodgers, who's at the Memphis Grizzlies, packed last year. The Mountain West is sitting pretty. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if them and the Pac-12 absorb each other. But San Diego State is a direct result of that. They're really good. They're physical. They're deep. Their sixth and seventh men are as good as the starters. That's very rare. This isn't coach talk, okay? I've watched them a lot. I know that team. And they're physical. I just think Creighton might be their time. And then Texas is going to beat Miami. I love Laranaga. I love how he coaches and plays. But I'm a big Rodney Terry fan. And Jim Laranagan got George Mason there before, but I just think Rodney Terry in Texas, they are hurting people. Timmy Allen's a friend of mine. He was at Utah, transferred there. I'm happy for Beard. He's landed Chris Beard at Ole Miss, but he set that thing up. But Rodney Terry is a great coach. He was a Fresno. I coached him from UTEP. He's a Texas Rick Barnes guy. So I'm going Texas and Creighton on that side. I'm going UConn, and my only dog is Florida Atlantic. Got it. Uh, Jimmy Petzos joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, breaking down the Elite Eight like no other. 
Jimmy, if, if you have a second, I'd love for you to hang on. I want to come back. I want to talk some NBA as we're just uh, a few weeks away from the playoffs starting. I, I know that you've got your finger on the pulse of, of the Washington Wizards better than most, but I would like to talk to you about the Knicks. Is that cool? You got time? Anita, I, I was waiting for you. You know that already. <laughs> Fantastic. Jimmy Patsos is going to hang tight. Let's talk some NBA. Let's get you ready for that. Knicks, they're off for the weekend, which is nice because they've, they've lost three straight. Um, you know, I've, I've, got, I've got an interesting, I don't should I call it a suggestion, uh, that I'm going to tee up for you, Jimmy, in, in regards to the last few weeks for the Knicks. I'm, I'm curious uh, if, if you were the head coach, if, if you would agree or disagree. So we'll talk some Knicks basketball when we get back, right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Anita Marks with you on the Saturday afternoon. Jimmy Patsos has uh, been so kind to hang out with us. And uh, we're switching gears from NCAA to NBA. Specifically, let's talk about the Knicks. Uh, unfortunately, they have lost three straight. Their Florida swing, no bueno, wasn't great. Um, but looking to get back into action, uh, they will take on Houston on Monday. So with that being said, Jimmy, first things first, uh, your, your thoughts on the Knicks this, this, this season. Obviously, they have gone above and beyond expectation. I would need a half-hour dissertation show to talk about the Knicks and the job Thibodeau's done. Coming out of the break, the biggest game coming out of the break was the Wizards and the Knicks. Now, I was covering that game live. Got to go to Thibodeau's press conference, see everybody. Emmanuel quickly played great. Randall had like 48 career high, and they, they beat the big three of the Wizards. Bill Kuzma and Porzingis were playing well. We were right there. You know, we were in ninth place, and they were in seventh. We'll try. We just haven't been able to stay healthy. We can't have our big three on the court enough. But the secondary unit of Corey Kispert and some people in the Wizards have really stepped up and done a good job. Pales in comparison to what's going on in New York. Straight into Josh Hart, giving quickly more responsibility. And I love quickly, full disclosure. 
He's a Baltimore kid. I'm from the DMV down in Baltimore, D.C. So I love Emmanuel quickly. Randall, R.J. Barrett's turned out to be the best of those three draft picks. I know Morant's got a little bit of lightning in his bottle, but there's been some issues. R.J. Barrett over the next 10 years to me is going to be a solid guy. And Zion just can't get on the court when he does. It's interesting. R.J. Barrett's solid. But the Brunson pickup, and I was wrong. I, I knew they were going to try to get Brunson. I didn't think he would leave. I wasn't sure what they did on draft day. Leon Rose and Thibodeau have played this perfectly. I would not want to play them. I am not worried the least about the Knicks. So they went down, and Randall had a bit of a, you know, so he's getting into it a little. Look, the Celtics don't have any bigs. You've got a big in Robinson and Hartenstein who's good. Randall's a machine, and he's really playing well. All right, he got a couple of instances with the rest. Probably get that out of the system. I would take the Bucks right now to go. You know, the Bucks are probably going to go to the finals the way they're playing. The Philadelphia Sixers, they haven't gone to the conference finals yet. You know, they're vulnerable. So if you can play Cleveland, who's a very big team, and beat them, and that's who you're going to play. In other words, the Knicks are in no danger. They can't catch Cleveland, and I don't think Miami even has enough time to catch them. And nobody wants to play Jimmy Butler, period, let alone Hero and all those other guys in Bam Adebayo. So let's stay focused. The Knicks are going to play Cleveland, and if they can win, they got a chance in Milwaukee. Now, I wish they were playing the Celtics about Nick fans because I think you match up better. You've beaten the Celtics this year. Celtics inside game's not great. What the Knicks have done with the Josh Hart trade from Portland, he's a glue guy. He's like C.J. McCollum last year was when the, when the Pelicans got him. He can make you better than you even think you are. Hart does a lot of little things, but they got a nice bench. They got nice starters. Everyone seems to know their role. And Quentin Grimes is just a tough guy that played for Calvin Sampson. Remember, Quentin Grimes, he was picked late. But he was in McDonald's All-American coming out. He just went to Kansas, and it was a bad fit. He had to reinvent himself quickly. You know, really good. Had to kind of reinvent himself and play with Maxie and all those stars that Kentucky didn't get the ball much. Coach Timms has done a fantastic job meshing these guys. They play defense. Derrick Rose is almost like a coach over there. You know, they don't play Fournier. I'm not there enough to know why. But they have a couple guys in reserve just in case they need it in a seven-game series. Cleveland is really good. They are not as deep as them. That Donovan Mitchell from up the street, Greenwich, though, he don't like to play. He loves to play. He is just a tough dude. He is so happy to be in the East. And that's going to definitely be the number one series in the first round from either side. No one knows in the West. The West is all separated by like one game. One game and a half separates four through 12, really. And the Lakers, of course, everyone wants to make it. So you don't know what's going to happen there. The Knicks, Cleveland's going to be the series, and I think the Knicks get by them. I think Thibodeau's done a great job. Don't worry about the three games. Okay, Randall got some technicals. Who cares? They're in good shape, and they're going to play Cleveland in the first round. All right, before I let you go, here, here's, my, here's my thought process, right? Uh, and so this is, a, this is a, a Cleveland game, a Cleveland team. Uh, the Knicks, because they, they lost three, now, now they're down five games to Cleveland. Of course, they want that five seed, right? Like, don't you agree you'd rather take on Cleveland in the first round as opposed to the 76ers? At least I would. In order to do that, you've got the Miami Heat one and a half games back. Yeah, you would rather I, face I the Sixers in the first Sixers. round than than Cleveland. Yeah, the Sixers have proven their the Cleveland might be, look. It's just a personal opinion. I've seen Cleveland look like the best team in the league the last two years. They looked they, they killed the Wizards two years ago. They had marketing on the team, and they were so tall it was ridiculous. He's good. Garland, Mitchell, and them—they're good, but they. Allen's really good. Mobley's really tall. You're not as tall as they are. 
the Sixers, other than Embiid, are not that big. But I'm not saying the tank. You only have six games left to do what you got to do, you know, right? Because you're at 75, right now you're at 75, 76 games. You've got six games left. Now, I totally see what you're saying. I would rather play the Sixers. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think the Knicks are going to come home on Sunday and win, you know, or whatever. They're back another round because of the NCAA. They had a little bit of a road trip. I just don't think the Heat's going to catch them. Yeah, they're a game and a half back. They're only a game and a half back. And here's here's another thing, Jimmy. They take on the Heat on Monday at home at the Garden, and then they're at Cleveland on Friday. So if you were the Knicks, would you lose on Monday? Is that what you're saying? No, I wouldn't. uh, No, I, I... I, I'm a little, I'm a little shocked here. Like I, I think Cleveland is the better matchup for the Knicks in the first round. But it's interesting that you think the 76ers are the better matchup in the first round. Cleveland, I'm telling you, Cleveland is tall. They're a big team, and Donovan Mitchell, he got that thing where he can get 50 any night. Whereas the Sixers, I mean, it's hard really going to make another run. That's kind of that. I like Joel Embiid. I'm not, I'm a fan of Doc Rivers and Sam Cassell, my friend, is the assistant coach. They have no bench, and they're kind of a mess. And they just keep losing in the playoffs when they're not supposed to. Don't forget the Hawks and Kevin Herter beat them in Game Seven at home two years ago to go to the conference finals. I'm just not. If you're saying buy or sell, I'm buying the Cavs and I'm selling the Sixers. And that 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 to me is what I would think about if I was the Knicks. The Knicks have better depth than the Sixers. Cleveland got some depth. They got rid of Kevin Love. They have so much depth. You know, they got Sarich and all these other guys. Karis Levert over there. I just think Cleveland. Uh, look, Cleveland would be my value play to go to the conference finals. Um, Cleveland, I, I think Cleveland can win the East if something happens with Middleton. You know, he's one of the Bucks at full strength. I know I kind of go all over the place, but I've been super impressed with Bickerstaff. Cleveland Cavaliers, they are big and talented. I mean, really big. Okoro's like 6'8 and huge and like the two guards for him. They were the biggest team I've seen in the last two years, and I don't think that's great for the Knicks. But the Mets, you don't have to worry about. See, they're out of it because they're going the wrong way. But that Knicks team... I see what you're saying, and, and a game and a half can be made up in six. I would rather play the Sixers. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think you're going to beat the, the Thibodeau's got too much pride and quickly and hard and grinds. They're so young and Brunson. They're, they're all feeding off this NCAA March Madness because they were all so successful there. You're going to get that fifth seed and play the Cavs. Interesting. Jimmy, thanks for joining us. Always great having you on. Talking some college hoops, some NBA as well, and, uh, and dropping a bomb right now saying that the Knicks would be in a better situation if they were the sixth seed facing the 76ers in the first round as opposed to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, the what say you? Eight... And you get the... And yeah. the 76ers and the stuff. By the way, keep an eye on that women's tournament. Maryland and Notre Dame are battling right now. And then my friend Don Staley's rolling too. That women's tournament's getting better and better. I love you, dude. I got to go. Bye. You got it, Jimmy Patsos, joining us on a Saturday afternoon. 800-919-3776. I'd love to hear from Knicks fans right now. Agree or disagree with Jimmy Patsos? I'm a little shocked. Um, But listen, uh, you know, he's he's a former coach. uh, Has his finger on the pulse of the NBA better than most because he's uh, part of the Washington Wizards broadcast team. Uh, what What would you rather see the Knicks do? Who would you rather see the Knicks face in the first round of the playoffs? They've got a few games left, the two most important games remaining, against Miami on Wednesday at at the Garden, and then at Cleveland on Friday. Those two games very well can dictate where this Knicks team finishes, whether it be five, whether it be six. What say you? 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. 98.7 ESPN.